Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this exciting episode of the Across the Tracks podcast. I'm Wayne here in the mix. Yeah, I'm Steve, and we are recording from a delayed couple weeks now, and we're going to try to um, provide you some information and uh, some stories and some things that are going on from two uh, small town guys from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, E-Town, E-Breeze, as we used to call it, (laughs) and hopefully we can uh, spark an interest and be able to uh, share some of our thoughts about topics that we're going to discuss tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of our old hometown, man, a couple of things I want to throw out, man, before we get into it tonight. Since we're both into the pickleball craze, I found out, man, that there's a brand new set of courts at the American Legion Park. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, sir. Huh. I was reading the uh, the paper one day. My mom had bought the paper and I was just sitting there looking through the paper and they were talking about having a big tournament, pickleball tournament, at American Legion Park. And I'm like, wasn't that where the old city pool used to be? Yep, yep, yep. Lo and behold, I get in my car, drive down there. Nice courts, man. They got about nine or so courts. Okay. Really nice courts, man. So if you're in town the next time, you're looking for some place to play, right there. There were a few people out there playing. I didn't have my paddle with me this trip. Otherwise, I would have went down and played. But, yeah, very nice courts right adjacent to the city pool. What used now, to be the city pool. Is it is it near the – Is it was it where the tennis courts were? Yes, yes. That's okay. where it is. So they yeah, took they the tennis courts out? Took the tennis courts down, court. put in pickleball courts, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Really nice courts, man. So people were complaining because there's only one court out at Freeman Lake. So um, I think I forgot who the lady was, went to the city council, petitioned them about, hey, putting some additional courts in. Uh, So they took those tennis courts uh, that we knew oh so well up there Mm -hmm. in the park and basically took them down, lowered the nets down, surfaced, resurfaced everything. Really nice courts, man. Really nice. That is cool. Really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Give me and, another reason to come home and play yeah, some pickleball. Man, I, I, I have a reason to carry my paddle so <laughs> and go somewhere to play. I mean, it's it's outside, so once it gets wintertime, it yeah. won't be anybody playing. But during the summertime, I mean, it was like, yeah, there were some people out there playing, so it was really cool. Now, where do, where do they uh, where do they play in the winter? Uh, supposedly What's... at the Dolphin Swim. Okay, I got. Uh, they, they've got some indoor courts there. Other than that, I don't know anybody else that has indoor courts uh, there in E-Town. But I think Dolphin Swim um, has some has some courts inside that facility for people to play uh, during the winter time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is actually a pretty good topic to talk about, you know, because yes, sir. I don't know if we ever talked about it on on the broadcast or not. I just don't remember. But um, you know, here in in Indy. Or the surrounding area, there's several pickleball courts, and I play probably five or six days a week. Wow. Yeah. Outside, as of right now. Right. But inside, um, I can play at a a church called Mount Pleasant Church. They've got like six pickleball courts inside there. Uh, I can play at the Y, uh, which is close by. They have three, and they're all really indoor courts all right, over, right. and they 
They've got several outdoor courts. They're getting ready to build one uh, down in Greenwood that's like 16 courts. Okay. okay. You know, so, um, and I even started a, a little pickleball group uh, inner city at Riverside, at the Riverside uh, Community Center. Nice. On Tuesdays from like 1130 to 1.30. And for the first couple months, I would go over there and nobody would show up. Mm. And I would just, you know, serve, practice service. Right, right. Like that, you know, because no one showed up. But there's now some people that are starting to uh, come by. Uh, Sunday afternoons, they play at a Y on the northwest side of Indy from about 3.30 to about 6 or so. And um, I'm really trying, uh, finding it difficult to get some some black folks here in the city to play pickleball. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what the, hang- well, I know what the hang-up is. <laughs> you know, it's just the fact that it seems that, you know, pickleball is for old white people. Right, right. You know, in which it's not. I mean, everybody plays it and I cannot get I cannot get black folks to, to play it. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I even created a Facebook page called uh Indiana Black Pickleballers with a Z. Mm-hmm. And uh got a, probably about eight people that, that go to um the Riverside place and to the other Y that I go to, but not many. You know, I I can't even get my fraternity brothers to to play. Like wow. Like, oh man, you should you should play. No man. <laughs> I said, but you can go out and you can chase a golf ball for six hours. Right, right, right. You know, and yeah. you know, I said I get more out of I I really get more out of pickleball than I get out of running every day, and I do run every day. Right, right. Because it's, you know, uh, physically more challenging because yeah. you're using all your muscle groups and so right. on. Yeah, so I just love the game. I love the sport. I love it. And I'm, you know, I've got, I'm not going to tell you the number of paddles. I've got, I got several paddles. Oh, why are you probably like I am with racquetball, right? So I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got several paddles. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, every chance I get, I try to play it, you know, and try, try yeah. to get some folks to enjoy the game because it's yeah. a lot of fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. I was one of the, I was like, yeah, man, I ain't going out there. Cause that, that's the perception when you, when Pat, when pickleball first came out, when I first saw it, I was out on Venice beach in LA and I, all this commotion was going on at this, around this tennis court area. So we walk over there and these people are hitting this ball with a little racket. And I'm like, what? that's a wiffle ball. What yeah, are they doing, yeah, exactly. Right? And the people that were playing, yes, they were older white men and women. So I'm like, and they were just barely tapping the ball over the net and everything. I'm like, nah, this don't appeal to me. I said, what, what is this? And the lady said, oh, it's called pickleball. I'm like, oh, okay. So I watched for a while, whatnot. That was on one court. On this other court, there were two guys playing singles, and they were going at it, man. I'm like, okay, this 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 looks interesting, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's next thing you know, people are building pickleball courts places, or they're fighting with the tennis people over the tennis courts to play pickleball. But here, we've got tons of pickleball courts. Um, they're building a park not too far from our house, and they're going to have, I think, 24 courts. 
wow. <laughs> at this park because it's it's so huge. And, and all ages play, man. So right. I, I was one of those people. But now that I'm into it, I only have one paddle. But I bought a I bought a top of the line paddle because if you're gonna go play, I think you you need to buy good equipment to play <laughs> yeah, with, right? That's right. That's right. You need good equipment to play with. So uh, I got a nice paddle, but uh, yeah, you just don't see a lot of us out there, man. Um, I'm not sure what's up with that. Yeah, there's you know? a group called Black Black people who love to play pickleball on Facebook. Okay. 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 And they're all. I mean, these are people that con that are uh, all over the country that play, you know, and, you know, I think most of them are down South because the weather's always good down right, there. Right, right, But there, I contacted somebody, um, a few weeks ago and there's, they play in Louisville right around, not too far from where Stephanie lives. Okay. Okay. So I said, okay, yeah, there's, you know, and they always take pictures and stuff like that. So I said, if I'm down there some Saturday or whatnot, then I'll stop in and, you know, go and play, you know, and so on. So, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a craze that I, I, like I said, I like it. I play at least five to six days a week. Oh, that's great. You know, I, that I run great. first in the morning and then I'll come back and make myself a smoothie, get my legs back under underneath me. And then I'll go and play pickleball for probably an hour and a half, probably okay. an hour and a half. Okay. You know, um, it used to be this one place where we played. It was it's a court that has seven uh, seven courts, and you used to have to wait. You know, because right, right. You, you know, but they built another place. They built two other places, so all those people that were waiting, they're going to different places. So now, I kind of like the fact that I go to this one court, and literally. Don't really sit down. I play straight through. I may play four wow. or five or six games. Wow. You know, that, that's great. in a row. Yeah. And then, you know, some people, some folks like, well, you are you done? I'm like, yeah, man, I've played six <laughs> games. I'm done. I just finished running four miles. I'm I'm done. Uh, as Clint Eastwood would say, man's got to know his limitations. That's right. That's right. You know, so if I play those games, then... You know, I think it becomes a diminishing return, you know. Right, right, right. You know, you can play 40 games in a day, but how much better are you going to get if you're doing the right, same thing, right. you know, so. Right, and you're wearing your body down. If you're playing that many games and you're like, like you say, you play five, four, five days a week, well, you might not be able to get out there tomorrow and go at it. <laughs> you done played 40 games in one day. I mean, your body has to get a little rest in. Yes. You know, you're you're yep. doing your running and you're doing pickleball. So your body's got to get a rest. So, yeah, you know your limitations, man. That's right. right. That's right. It's like I'll, I'll live to play another day. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right. All right. That's great. That's good. Good stuff, man. Good That's stuff. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we we tend to go off on a tangent right now. We didn't really yeah. start with it, but, hey, the flow took us that way. And you know what? It's our show, and we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we see it we, the way that we see it. We're going to yes, say right. it that way. Say it that way we see it, absolutely. All right, all right. Speaking, speaking of uh, saying it and seeing it, <laughs> uh, let's talk about what's going on in our nation's capital and our um, – Dysfunctional House of Representatives. 
What's happening with this? Oh my gosh. Well, if, 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 you know, I think you and I, you know, being the intelligent gentleman that we are, we knew this was coming. (laughs) We knew this was coming. And when you make a deal with the devil, the devil wants to be paid. And that's exactly what happened this week. The deal that Kevin McCarthy made with all these fringe idiots in the house, they called they, they called in his marker. Okay. <laughs> that's exactly what they did. Called because him. they called him in because apparently he broken his word on some things that he had promised them that he would do. And so since they said, hey, he didn't come through, we're going to oust you. And he agreed, the dummy that he is, agreed to letting one person oust the speaker from their role. And he probably thought, yeah, okay, I'll agree to that, but it'll never happen. He forgot who he's dealing with. (laughs) He forgot all these crazy people that he's dealing with. So they called him on it. And he is no longer the speaker. And uh, right now the government is in turmoil because the House of Representatives can't do anything. Uh, They're supposed to have a vote this week to elect a new speaker. But the individuals that are vying for that role, in my opinion, they're worse than he is. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're worse than he is. So I don't see us getting anything done, man, with with the – with the fact that the Republican Party has gone off the rails, I mean, really off the rails, and the people that are vying for leadership, they're they're crazy, man. They they do not want to see the country succeed. They can say whatever they want, but their actions speak louder than words. And they they do not want to see this country succeed. They don't want the president to succeed, succeed. They don't want anything that looks promising. They don't want that. They want to turn this country into something that uh, even I don't think they know they want it. So uh, right now, the House is without a speaker. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to get done here in the next few days, but they're going to have a election here to see who can get 218 votes to replace uh, poor Kevin. And uh, I think that's going to be another shit show as well. So. <laughs> I mean, everything they do is 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 comical. So this this should be fun to watch to see of the two individuals that have expressed interest in uh, being the speaker. Can either one of them get 218 votes needed to fill that role? So it it should be fun to watch. Your thoughts? Yeah, I I, I tell you, it's 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 sad, and Kevin McCarthy is one of the biggest dumbasses. <laughs> that's ever existed in the House of Representatives. You know, he's so into wanting to be the speaker that he gave his soul up to the devil. Mm-hmm. And the devil, as you mentioned, the devil came back and got him with his trident, stuck that's him in right. the ass. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, and I mean, how, how stupid can you be? Yeah. You know, is being speaker that damn important to you? That Obviously you're the first person yeah. in history to be voted out as speaker, completely voted. There's one other person. One other, yeah, that was that almost, they were going to do that with, but he, they didn't vote. They didn't kick right. his ass out. Right. right. And this guy is the first in history to be kicked out. So go over there and hang out with your buddy in Mar-a-Lago, mm-hmm. you know, um, who you went down chasing to get his endorsement and all that yep. Yep. stupidness, and yep. 
you get what you deserve, you know, and and the Democrats said, you know, we could have worked with you. But guess what? You shit down our leg, too. That's right. You, You said one thing to us. And then said the opposite did, mm-hmm. and did the opposite. And then you would do something and then blame it on us. Right. So right. we're not we're not going to save your ass. Nope. So we're voting against you. Yep. And then the and, and then the sad part, not the sad part. The other part to this is all the pundit of Republicans are saying, look what the Democrats have done. The Democrats, mm-hmm. the, the Democrats could have saved him. The Democrats, the Democrats weren't going to save his ass, Mm-mm. especially after he did the old bait and switch on him. Right. right. You know, so everything that the Republicans have, it's against Joe Biden and everything that they do is against Democrats. They don't, they don't give a shit about leading. They don't give a shit about wanting to get something done. They've done nothing for the mm-hmm. past two years. They have done literally nothing. Not a thing. It's, and so regardless of the outcome of it, they're not going to do anything. Nope. You know, all they're going to do is complain and grieve about shit that, they know they can't get it. They know that they can't get anything done about. Right. right. And, and that's sad. And so yeah. Steve Scalise, you know, is running and that dumbass Jim Jordan, you know, the the guy who wants to who wants to make people testify before Congress mm-hmm. and he himself. Right. Don't go and testify from subpoenas. Right. I mean, right. what the hell? I mean. Talk about hypocrites. Right, right. You know, right. it's it's sad. It's sad. And I tell you, man, if you if you didn't see the, the clip, you can probably go out and YouTube it. The representative from Texas, I think her name is Jasmine Crockett. Man, she laid them out the other day because she pretty much said what you said. It's like you guys want people to toe the line when it comes to the law and everything. But she said, Many of you on this panel right now defied subpoenas and everything else because you were sucking up to Orange Julius Caesar. But now you want people to, well, you know, you got to come up here before me and blah. She's like, get the hell out of here. She's, I mean, she laid them out, man. You got to go out of YouTube and watch it. I like hmm. her, man. She yeah, is, she's, she is one. She's a young she is, fireball. She is young. She's 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 about that business. And she laid them out, man. She laid it out to like there was nothing they could say. And she was uh, primarily talking to uh, what's the dude from Kentucky, man? Comer. Uh, Comer. I can't stand him either, man. But he's the one who's got this uh, Joe Biden impeachment thing going and whatnot. I mean, like you say, man, it's foolishness. (laughs) It is utter foolishness that these people, they haven't, like you said, they haven't done one damn thing in two years since they took over the House. They haven't done anything. Except find someone who can we hate today? Who can we uh, make up some investigation about whatnot? I mean, it's it's sad. It truly is, man. We're, and, their thing is that they want to seek revenge. Yes. On the people yes. that are 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 go, that went after Donald Trump. That's it. That's, that's it. That's their whole mantra. You know? And Donald Trump is the asshole who was responsible for his own fate. 
Right. If you if you didn't order them to do that, if you didn't steal the secret documents, if you didn't tell the Russians our secret plans, if you didn't do all that stuff, then you wouldn't be in trouble. So you're mad that he did stupid shit. Right. And the people called him out on it. Right. And you just want to seek revenge because we're calling him out on it and we're putting his ass on trial. Yep. You know, yep. 91 indictments. Hey, I, I don't know any other average citizen that uh, is going to be able to, uh, you know, delay. Can you delay my trial? Can you? I mean, yeah, they, they are they are worshiping this guy and they are willing to sell their soul to stay on his good side. Why? I have no idea. And he did not give a shit about them. No, he could care less about these people, man. (laughs) That's the sad thing about it. It's like y'all are out here busting your ass, doing whatever you can to stay on this side, the good graces of this clown. And he could care less about you. He is only concerned about numero uno. That's it. And they, they still can't figure that out after all this time when they see how many people he's thrown under the bus just to make sure none of that shit falls on him. So <laughs> so they 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 are stupid as hell, man. I but think the, go ahead. I think the bottom line is, and I think about this all the time, that they don't want to admit that they voted for that clown. Yep. They don't want to admit that they were foolish enough to be hornswoggled mm-hmm. by that clown. So they're going to stand by him because, you know, go back to Ruyer Kipling, you know, the white man's burden, Yep. you know, and the, the idea that, you know, white people are always right. And that's what they want. These people mm-hmm. that are raising this, all this hell, these congressmen, they want to have a white Christian nationalist country. Mm-hmm. And whatever they can do to get a white Christian nationalist country, that's all they are wanting to lean towards because they are afraid that the brown people are going to take power and then they're going to be in the minority. Yep. So yep. whatever he does, they're going to back it because it's going to make them look like they are hating on themselves because mm-hmm. they're foolish enough to follow an idiot. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't yeah. I don't ever want to. In other words, I don't ever want to be wrong. So whatever he does is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's it's a sad spectacle <laughs> because every day you turn on the news, it's something it's something else, man. It's like, how can y'all continue to back this man? I I know how and I know why. But it to someone who's got a little bit of education, it makes no <laughs> sense, man, as to why you want to put your faith in someone who sole purpose is to destroy in this country. I have I tell you, man, I, I'm driving on I-70, and as soon as you cross the Kansas border— <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> as soon as you cross the Kansas border into Colorado, the trailers. there's a trailer <laughs> <laughs> with with a big—somebody has rented a tractor trailer, the trailer off the—you know, with, with not the tractor on the trailer set in yep. there. 
and it's got a big old picture of orange Julius Caesar and the caption underneath says, thank you, Mr. Trump, for trying to save America. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. he isn't I know saving, exactly what you're talking about. I've he seen isn't, it. Yeah, he isn't saving America. He is hell-bent. Him and his sycophants are hell-bent on destroying this country, man. And and you they already had a dress rehearsal. January the 6th was a dress rehearsal. And it, we should be concerned, man, that the average citizen should be scared that if this guy does get elected again, democracy as you and I know it, it's done, man. It's done. They've got a document. You might have heard about this through Project 2025. Yes. That's scary, man. That is scary as hell that how they want to re- restructure the government and give all the power to the president. I mean, this is insane. Yeah. This is insane. So we we should be concerned, and we mentioned it on previous episodes. People got to vote, man. People got to vote. They got to vote these people out of office who mean us in no good, and we got to put people in who want to be about protecting people's rights and doing the work that's going to uplift the American people. If we, if we don't vote, man, I, I guess we deserve what we get. Because that that is one of our most treasured rights as a citizen is the right to vote. And some people just don't seem to care, man. And that's sad. Yeah. And and then they bitch and then they bitch about, well, the government ain't doing. Did you vote? (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. You kept your ass at home for whatever reason. Yep. Or your ass is locked up in jail someplace where you can't vote anyway. Right. So it's like it's important, man, if, if, if you have. The breath in your body, you need to get to the polls and not just presidential elections. You need to be voting in all these local elections as well, because a lot of these people now, they're influencing the way things are going in our communities because they're on the school boards and they're they're the DAs and all these other people that are making decisions that sometimes are not in the best interest of the majority of the people. Yeah, they 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 uh, they figure that out. 20, Absolutely. 30 years ago yep. that we're never going to, we're, we're, we're rarely going to win presidential elections, but we can control local governments. That's right. We can control state governments. And then we can, we can redraw these districts where we will never, That's ever right. lose control yep. of the state house. Yep. And that's exactly what they've done. Yep. And and Democrats have always wanted to work on and deal with winning national elections and have ignored local elections and state mm-hmm. elections mm-hmm. for decades. Yep. So they're way behind the eight ball when it comes to trying to get back or control or neutralize these things and these people that are being elected at these local boards. Yep. Yep. You know, so, uh, yeah, the Republicans have had had a monopoly on that. And that's why they'll never lose. That's, nope. When we nope. first moved to to uh, Indiana, we had a 50 50 um, legislature, 50 Democrats, 50 Republicans. It was split right down the middle. And then 2006, Mitch Daniels came in and the first thing that they did is they went after teachers unions and so on. And then Mm. in 2010, they start redrawing the election districts. And then as of right now, 
black folks, most black folks in the state of, in the city of Indianapolis are basically tied to one place as opposed to wow. tied to all over. Wow. So, you know, Ju- uh, Julia Carson used to be the, the representative of the, of the 10th congressional district, which mm-hmm. is Indianapolis. And her grandson, Andre Carson, has taken basically her spot after she after she died. Mm. But they they literally have said this and this is what they've done. We're going to give Andre Carson center township. We're going to give him Indianapolis. His his district used to run from uh, the county north all the way to the county south of Marion County. They eliminated all that. Mm-hmm. So he's only got one area. We're going we're gonna to let the black folks have their person. We're controlling the rest of the stuff. And at this point right now, there's no way that a Republican will ever lose in these mm-hmm. elections. Wow. Because I they think- gerrymandered so yep. much. You know, you could be a damn Ukrainian just off the boat and run in in, in Indiana, and you'll, you're going to win because your district has already been gerrymandered that there's no way that you can lose. Wow. Wow. I it's, think it's, they, it's yeah. sad. It yeah, is I sad. They, it's, it's depressing that you know that you got all these people that think Democratic They'll never be able to win an election. Right, right. Except, you know, downtown Indianapolis. You get out to the suburbs, you're never going to win. Yeah. And I think they, uh, I thought I saw one of the news shows the other day that that's pretty much, uh, what's her name? She's the representative from South Carolina, Mace. Yeah, Mace. That's how she keeps winning because it's been gerrymandered so much she'll never lose. Yeah. Yeah, She will never lose. So uh, and the good thing, I think, was last week the Supreme Court shot down the initiative down in Alabama uh, that they were trying to eliminate one of the black districts, man. But the Supreme Court came back and said, oh, hell no. Well, wait, 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 wait. Did it change? They said, hell no. But the reason that they said, hell no, is because— their ass is under fire. Oh. You know, with, with our buddy Uncle Clarence Thomas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I and and Samuel Samuel Hell Alito. Yeah. And all that stuff that's going on. They they're basically saying, this is just my opinion. They're basically saying that we can't we can't turn that over now. Because mm-hmm. if we do we're catching hell now because of right. the way the court has no rules. We don't we don't have to abide by anything. If we say that we're going to reverse that stand, then we are going to be the biggest targets ever. Everybody. So they said we're going to let that we're going to let that stand. Mm. We're going to let that happen because we are going to appease. The, those people. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. to me. That's what well, they did. You may be because, you may be because they don't something there. <laughs> they don't want to. They don't. They didn't want to give that give that stuff up for the right pur- purpose. They wanted it to to be the way it was. But because there's so much heat on the Supreme Court, they felt that they had to take some of the take some of the spotlight off of them and say, look, we, we provided you a win. We mm. provided you a win. Mm. That's, that's, that's my thoughts on it. They, yeah. they didn't, no. they didn't, they didn't really care. Yeah. They just you, may, 
you may be on to something. There. Look at the birdie. Look at the birdie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know? you may you may be Slide on to hand. something. Yeah, you may be on to something there. Yeah. 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 It's 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 sad, man, that uh you, you gotta rig the system because you can't you can't win it outright. And now the rumor is flying. I, some guy was on the other day. It's like, you know, we can't trust elections anymore. And I'm like, you know, this is how this foolishness gets started, man. Yeah. You know, we can't trust elections. I mean, I mean, you and I, we turned 18. We started voting. We've been voting for what? We're we're in our middle 60s now. We've been voting a long ass time. Yeah. Yeah. And not not during that time, during our limited lifetime that we've been here. Did anybody ever say that any election was rigged. No, I never heard that. Now we can't trust elections anymore. Yep. Yeah. And then now that feeds into people's psyche and people are like, well, if I can't trust the election, why do I got to vote? Yep. You know? So it's, I, I just, there are days I'm like, you know what? I just, I'm, I'm sick, man. Sick, sick, depressed, depressed, disgusted. It, it's, it's a shame what, what is happening. Yeah. And, and I don't I, I, our only defense is to vote. We yeah. have to vote. We have to exercise that right. We we have to keep an uh an indicted twice impeached son of a gun out of office. Have to. And it tells you that tells you the moral compass of the Repub- of Republicans. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to admit that they are wrong. Yep. And if we turn on this guy, then we're saying that we were wrong and we are never wrong because Ruya Kipling says, you know, under the white man's burden, you know, it's the white man supposed to go out and Christianize and civilize the rest of the world. That would make that would make it wrong. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, to them, two wrongs is right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's pretty much what Jasmine Crockett alluded to in her diatribe against these guys. It's like, here you are, you're going to start an impeachment inquiry. You have no evidence against this man whatsoever. You're going to start an impeachment inquiry. But yet you got somebody with 91 indictments on them. They've been impeached twice. I mean, but you don't see anything wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, you don't see anything wrong with that. But you're going to start an impeachment inquiry and have no ounce of evidence that this guy, the current president, has committed high crimes and misdemeanors. You have no evidence, but you're ignoring the elephant that's in the room, the orange elephant that's in the room. (laughs) You know, I mean, that she pretty much laid them out. You know, and and she she was a hundred percent right. You guys, you don't want to see what's staring you in the face. That this guy is a crook. He always has been a crook. He's done some underhanded shit all his life, and no one's ever called him on it. No one's held him accountable before. But now, as Malcolm said, the chickens are coming home to roost. <laughs> the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, so we'll see what happens to we his, shall his see. buildings up there in New yeah, York. Yeah, oh yeah. I hope they kick his ass out of New York, man. Yeah. You know, because we all know you committed fraud. Yeah. I mean, you, if you've ever been to Atlantic City, that's all you need to see. The way this guy treated Atlantic City. You know, those casino people never got paid for work they did up there. Atlantic City, right out, right, right across the street, Atlantic City, it, it looks like a war zone. Hmm. Because you left this area depleted, 
and you you shortchange people, you treated people like crap. So everybody know you're a fraudster, man. I don't know why his lawyer. I mean, I'd hate to be his lawyer. <laughs> I would hate to be his lawyer because then my ain't gonna get paid. Yeah, you're probably going to get paid, but it's like, I got to go defend this fool. And I I know in my heart, this guy is crooked as the day is long, <laughs> you know. But anyway, we 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 can beat that horse all night. Uh, but right now, yeah, the government is in chaos because we ain't got no speaker in the House. And uh, we'll see what unfolds here in the in the next few days. And like I said, the, the two candidates vying for that job. They are a hell of a lot worse than uh, than brother Kevin is. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he's, he's probably going. Damn, I'm glad that's over with. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> <laughs> he probably is. But uh, since we're talking about the Senate or the the House and the government, um, let let's let's just mention this right now. Um, one of the pioneers of the uh, uh, Senate. I think she was a senator. Uh, Diane Feinstein passed last week. I mean, pioneering uh, woman leader in in our government passed. She was 90. There had been rumblings here. You know, people were talking, you know, a few months ago. She should retire because she's too old. This and that. But she was a trailblazer in some of the things she did um, in support of this country. So I think it is worth uh, giving her her props, man. Um you know, she is no longer with us, but she did a lot of great things um, in her time as a representative from uh, the state of California. Yeah. Yeah. From the San Francisco area. San Francisco. And area. she was she had been in politics for several years and then uh, she became prominent when um, that assassination of Harvey Milk. Yeah. And um, I can't think of the other guy's name right now. Um they were assassinated. Uh, I guess it was the late seventies, yeah, early eighties, seventies. Yep. And she became the next person that that took over leadership there. And from there, she made her way into um, Congress and ran and became a senator, and was one of the first women to to chair a um, Senate uh, committee. Mm-hmm. And was uh, well loved and uh, well respected as a leader in the Senate for several several decades. And excuse me. And just uh, recently, she's had a bunch of medical issues. Yeah. And as you as you said, she um, came back to the Senate. She had all types of illnesses and so on. And it was thought that maybe um, she shouldn't run again because she was she's elderly. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that if you're elderly, you shouldn't be in be in uh, Congress. Now, if you're elderly and you're just elderly, but if you're elderly and frail and you can't do your job, that's different. Right. And she was the latter. She was right. elderly and was having a lot of issues. Um, mm-hmm. So she wasn't able to perform her job, you know, at 100 percent. Right. And right. so Enough. therefore, yeah. therefore, you know, people, uh, there's three people that are running for her, her office. Adam Schiff mm-hmm. is running. Uh, <clears throat> Katie Porter 
Yep. And Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. Barbara Lee. Yep. Yep. Barbara Lee are all vying for her seat. Vying for the Democratic part of Mm -hmm. that seat. Yep. And that for the in the primary coming up yep. next spring, I think it is. Yep. Yep. And um, whoever wins that primary probably will have a pretty good chance of taking that seat. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's it's sad that <coughs> you know it was kind of unexpected but expected. Right. Because right. she had come back and she was having some some issues, and. Then the next thing you know, that she had, she had passed away. Yep. You yep. know, and a lot of people stood up for her and stuff like that, and then she passed away. So yeah. now um, she's definitely a trailblazer and um, a person that will, uh, you can probably say, profiles and courage will would have an episode on her. Absolutely, absolutely. The uh, you mentioned Harvey Milk. She was she was on the board of supervisors in San Francisco. There you go. They killed. It was uh, I think his name was George Moscone. Yes. Yeah. So Harvey Milk and George Moscone, and uh, she ended up being the mayor of San Francisco. There yes. For so yeah. So she is definitely trailblazer, man. Uh, you know, did a lot of great work for this country. So. Um, she will definitely be missed, and like you said, I think uh, I think uh, the history will treat her will treat her kindly. You know, when her story is told in the history books. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. What's yes, What's sir. next on the docket? Well, yeah. Well, next, uh, let's touch a little bit on some foreign uh, topic, and that's what's going on in Israel right now. So we woke up this morning hearing about, um, you know, Israel being attacked by Hamas and. Uh, people being killed, and now Russia has declared war on um, Hamas. And it's like, man, what is next? I mean, what else is going to go on the world? The Israelis have declared war. The Israelis have declared yeah. have declared war. So it's like, what is next? But I mean, this has been going on for years, man. Between um, the Israelis, Hamas, the Palestinians. The who controls the Gaza Strip, the West Bank, all that. I mean, this has been going on for years and years and years. Centuries, millennia. Centuries. Yeah, millennia. <laughs> let's let's go back when uh, when uh, Abraham and Sarah yeah. left that area and went to Egypt to find jobs, right? To find right. work and ended up being enslaved for four hundred years, right? right. <laughs> and then right. a guy with a guy with a, a couple of tablets. Came out of the mountains and and led them back. Right, right. <laughs> so it is like wow. I mean, people are being killed. They're being kidnapped. Uh, I mean, it is crazy, man. So I'm not sure where this is going. Now that Israel has formally declared war, who knows, man? Because if you know anything about the Israeli government, they fight. They 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 fight. They, they, fight. they don't play. So I, Hamas may be thinking like you know we got the upper hand right now, but as Israel doesn't play, I, they have a reputation. So this this could turn out bad for them. But the people are going to suffer because the 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 Gaza Strip, that West Bank area, it's so congested, man. Right. There there are so many innocent people there that are going to be caught up in this, and it, it's it's going to be sad. It's going to be sad because it's yeah, such a congested yeah. over area. Over two million people. Over two million some over people. Over two million people live in that little small area, and right, uh, right. 
one of the we have a, a neighbor that's up the street who is Palestinian and okay. I just talking to him the other day and he goes, Hey Mr. Johnson, you know, next time that we go to uh go back to Israel, you you and Mrs. Johnson should come with us. Mm. I don't know now. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. I don't know Mr. Now. Mr. Saba, I don't know if we'll yeah. be able to do that right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the pastor of our church, he just mentioned this morning that he was there last last year. They took a trip to the uh, to the Gaza Strip, and they were there, um, you know, giving supplies to to people who needed, you know, food and this type of thing. They were there in this little town where they were. He found out today that. A lot of the people that were killed and taken hostage were from this same little town. Hmm. So it's it's not a pleasant situation. The world is watching this. Um, you know, everybody is pledging support for Israel, which they always have. Right. You know, but uh, there are a lot of innocent people on the other side that are going to be hurt by this, that, that just want to live, man, and live in peace. And they're going to be hurt by this. Yeah, and I think the last last thing here is I think that if the Israelis declare war, then they're just going to go in there and take that shit oh, back. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know? So all their all the problems are going to all their problems are going to be compounded when yep. the Israelis go in there and take shit back. Just like yep. just like when they had the um, uh, the. Um, Yom Kippur War, mm-hmm. literally fifty years ago, almost yeah, almost at the same time. Yep. And the uh, Sinai Peninsula was taken. I mean, who'd ever thought that the Egyptians would give up the Sinai Peninsula, but right. the Israelis <laughs> went in there and took that shit right now. Right. You know, they don't play, man. Yeah. They don't play. And the fact that they've got a lot of military hardware, the U.S. supplies them with a lot of military hardware, some of our most technical weapons and whatnot. This is this is not going to be a fair fight. It's not going to yeah. be a fair fight. Yeah. And like but, you said, you know, they're, they're, they got the one thing that the Palestinians may have is that they could um, they're not going to fight as a uh, a unit, but they'll have people. Probably, I think they just have people that are lone wolf type people. Right. That right. will go out and strike yep. out. It'd be sort of like the Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. You know how you know they didn't they didn't take on the United States you know uh, group by group, right? But they did things individually that you know caused a lot of problems. So yep. you know yep. you don't know who the is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? You don't know. Right. Because, right. You know, so. There are a lot of factions over there that I'm sure are going to uh, you know come and join Hamas because they just don't like Israel. <laughs> and yeah. Hezbollah comes to mind. Yep. Um, they come to mind and, and a few other factions over there. The Iranians may just jump that's in. That's right. If that's that happens, right. then, you know, it may escalate into something really big right. where, right. Right. you know, we right. may have some of our people going over right. there. Right. Well, right. maybe not since Orange Julius Caesar gave her gave away our Plans for attacking them. Right, yeah, he gave away the plans, and he didn't gave away secrets to nuclear subs and all. I mean, golly, man. Oh, gosh, don't get me started again, man. Sorry, I I digress. (laughs) I I said, the day he left office, it'll be the last thing I said. The day he left office, I said, man, this dude is a threat to national security because he loves to run his mouth. He's had access to some of the most sensitive information this country has, and he loves to run his mouth. I guarantee you he will probably give stuff away or try. And lo and behold, 
The man's got stuff in his house, his bathroom. He done told people he's a threat. He's a threat. And and we do not need that. We do not need this clown back in office, man. So Biden, Biden even said he ain't getting no briefings. He is not I'm getting no briefings, man. You cannot get this dude any briefings that other presidents have been afforded that luxury. He's been one of the first people like, no, nah, you ain't getting no briefings. Hell no. Mm. So anyway, anyway. Let us let us move forward because <laughs> I get my dander up and start talking about this fool because I, I can't stand it, man. So, <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, <clears throat> the next topic, and I, I threw this one in, man, because I saw I saw this on uh, CBS Sunday morning this morning. I don't, I'm sure you cat caught the show, right? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. And they had a, a segment on, uh, I think, one of the legends, man, of, of R&B music. That's Sly Stone. And uh, he's he's been out of the spotlight for several years now. And uh, I think the, the segment this morning alluded to the fact that for the first time in many, 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 many years, uh, he's clean. He's no longer on drugs. Uh, but you're probably not going to see him doing any music um, no time soon, although he has a lot of music that uh, he would like to release to you know, get somebody to do it. But what I wanted to throw out was, you know, Sly was unique. They, they were unique at the time when a lot of people were not expecting what he brought to the forefront as far as R&B music. So I'll throw it at you, man. What do you think slides? Repeat, repeat oh, that. Did, did, did repeat I lose that you? Because, yeah, yeah, you, you a buffer? your audio oh. yeah, went out for okay. a little so how, bit. So how is it now? How is it now? We good? Yeah, it, it's, it's been going out and off huh. and on a little okay. bit here in the okay. last probably 10 minutes or so. So oh, go wow. ahead. So pretty much what I was saying was that Sly and the Family Stone were unique. And they were bringing a different... Uh, flavor, so to speak, to R&B music because it was infused with some rock. It was infused with some psychedelic vibe. And, you know, he had the soul going on. So throwing it over to you, uh, what do you think Sly's influence was to R&B music? How do you see Sly influencing R&B music uh, with, with the group that he started? Well, for the most part, I think that the fact that he brought something that was different than the typical Motown sound. Mm. Um, also, that he brought with him an openness to um, letting the world see his vision of the world. True. Because True. it had it had in his band itself it had uh females that were playing a major role mm -hmm. it had um white folks in it it had the drummer was white mm -hmm. uh it had the the lyrics the sound was a little bit of rock a little bit of roll a little bit mm -hmm. of r&b a little bit of funk a little bit mm -hmm. of punk mm -hmm. uh it had everything Right, right. And he wasn't uh, afraid to uh, let people know that he—I I shouldn't say he was using, but he was experimenting with 
what people did back then is kind of normal during that 70s period, you know? Right, right. There's a lot of people experimenting with LSD and cocaine and all those all those things because this was a time period in which the country was in chaos and turmoil from the war itself, from uh, the civil rights movement that was going on, from the feminist movement that was going on at the same time. So he he struck a chord in all those areas because letting a woman be a lead in certain things is a feminist type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, going against civil, some of the segregationist thing, he had white drummers. He had an Asian guy in his band. Uh, yeah. So he had a, a, an emergence of different cultures in there. And then they were singing about the times that were going on, um, the social uh, things that were going on in their in their lives at that time, you know. So uh, his first few songs were just totally different, especially when you think about when you think about a rock band that has a horn section. Right. <laughs> you know, he was one of the first to do that. You know, other people like EWF and so on, they just kind of followed followed that. And um, he was just able to uh, bring bring that vibe together. His first his first songs were all hits. Mm-hmm. I mean, all hits. And even even when they thought that Sly was getting weird because of all the drugs, the songs that he was making were still hits. That's right. They were a little off. They were a little bit weird, you know, <laughs> you know, but they were he was speaking to the times. Right. Right. You know, uh, uh, what was the one album? I, I've got it on. The, I've got it in my rack out there. Oh, well, there's a riot going on. There's a riot going on. Yeah. Yep. That was that was some that was some stuff right there. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, you know, songs like Don't Call Me Nigger Whitey. Right, right. right. <laughs> you know, don't right. call me Whitey Honky. You right. know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean there was turmoil. I mean, there were there were literally riots going on across the country at the time, you know? Yes. Yes. So he he like you say, he spoke to the climate, man. Um, that was going on at the time. And he, I think he single-handedly, you mentioned Motown in your first part of your comments. I think he single-handedly was responsible for getting the Temptations primarily. The Temptations, we can mention them. Mm-hmm. They started to change their style because they started doing Ball of Confusion, Cloud right. Nine, and a lot of these yep. other songs, you know. So, you know, to capitalize on, you know, what Sly was doing. But Sly was doing it from like, I'm speaking to what's happening out the front door. You know, <laughs> I think I think the Motown thing was, you know, hey, let's capitalize on this. Sly was coming from another angle. So, yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, Lynn was watching it with me. He goes, isn't Sly dead? I went, no, Sly's not dead. <laughs> a lot of people think that Sly's dead. I, I think the last... The last, um, the last I saw Sly, this may have been five or six years ago, and he was living in a a little small RV or camper. Yep, yep. And yep. and then this story that was on today said that you know he's gone from the camper to living in a house now. Yeah, yeah. You know, yep. so he's he's still around. You know, yep. he's still yeah. just, you know, yeah. he's he's a recluse, but he's still kicking. 
Yeah, Cynthia thought the same thing. She's like, I thought Sly Stone was dead. I'm like, nope. (laughs) Sly's 80. He's 80 years old. And his kids are, you know, they're looking out for him and taking care of him. I'm going to buy his book when it comes out. It may already be out, uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to get his book, man. Uh, Questlove has something to do with it, so I know it's going to be good. Yes, yes. uh, So I'm going to buy his book. But uh, to me, Sly's a legend, man. And and as far as I'm concerned, like you say, you got several of his albums in your collection. um, And I've got a few of them as well. But um, he's a legend, man. Even George Clinton has alluded to that, that. <laughs> you know, this guy was 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 one of a kind, man. And what what to you? What was his, what was your favorite Sly song? I think Sly my, and family my, song. My favorite song is "Everyday People." Everyday people. I think that that speaks that speaks to again that song came out in what late sixties, early seventies. Yes, yes. And the lyrics of that song, you know, that people won't accept this one because it looks like that one. That's yes. what we're going through right now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. at the at the end of it, we are all the same, man. We got more in common with with each other than differences, and that's what that song was saying to. We're all everyday people, man. Yeah, yeah. And and to me, that that I think that's one of my most favorite Sly and the Family Stone songs. I can listen to that song all the time. Uh, Arrested Development put a different yep. slant on. Yep. You know, I like their version, but but uh, Sly's version, it, it just speaks to like at the end of the day, we're all the same. We want the same thing. We're all everyday people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank, thank you, you for, for letting me, let me be myself, be myself. <laughs> again. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Again. So, you know, <laughs> Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, Sly's greatest hits were the greatest hits. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that that album right there yeah. is the best because you take a little bit of something, sample a little bit of something from each of his albums, and you know, uh, yeah, that that was the best. And thank yeah. you was that he just yeah. his music was unique, and mm-hmm. I you know I sit here I'm saying that with a smile on my face because the music would make you smile. Yes. You know, I, yes. you know, it, yeah. it, it would make you, you know, it would just make you smile. You know, um, it was just, it was just great music and mm-hmm. sly yeah. and, you know, I, I wish him all the best. And absolutely. Uh, and I think everybody in the band is still living. I well, think. Cynthia Robinson passed Since a few she years did. ago. Yeah, she passed she a few years ago. But beyond that, I think uh, and one other person may have passed mm-hmm. besides Cynthia Robinson. Uh, but uh, every everybody else, I think, is still alive. And uh, his bass player went on to have a, a, oh, yeah. a, a huge career on his own, Larry Absolutely. Graham. <laughs> Larry Graham had a great solo career, and then he had a, a great uh, stint with Graham Central Station. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, he followed in the same vein as Sly, because Graham Central Station was a mixed bag. He had white, he had black, he had mm-hmm. females. Grand Central Station was built on the same model as Sly and the Family Stone. So yeah, man, and, and yeah. that that first album was a monster, man. It yep. was a yep. monster, yep. for sure. Yep. I mean, I we were down in um, Bowling Green um, back in August for um, Corvette thing, okay. and um, for some reason 
they um, started playing the jam. I went, yep. oh, yep. no, not, they're not playing the jam from yep. Grand Central Station. <laughs> I said, oh, no. Yep. The jam. The yep. jam. That was that was the the, the best one on there. It, yep. That was it. Yep. And the other song, I can't think of the other song. I've got a I've got a um, ring. I made a ring tune out of it. And it was a happy okay. to see you again. Yeah, I'm happy to see you again. Yeah, I've, I've got that on the, as a ringtone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I got uh, the, the other one off there is uh, My Radio Sounds Good to Me. That That's a good one. Yep. And uh, Your Love, Your Love, man. You got you got to listen to Your Love. That is yeah. that is a it's a up tempo type. You know, you, you could dance to it, but it's more of a, a head nod, you know, chilling type track. Mm hmm. And uh, I saw Larry Graham at Grand Central Station at the old Louisville Gardens, man, back in the day. Okay. And I forgot uh, Larry Graham opened for, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember who he opened for. But they did the jam during that during that show, man. And that, I'm like, what is this? Because it, it's, <laughs> it's a great song, man. It yeah. is a great song. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hey. Started out with Sly and did his thing, man. And and a lot of people weren't aware of that, that his bass player was Larry Graham. A lot of people are not aware of that. But right. uh, since you and I were into it, we, we know all the facts. And we're old people, too. So a lot, yeah. of that, a lot of that stuff was going on while we were growing up, man. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. All right, man. We got one more thing to transition yeah. into. Thing. Yeah, and that one is more a, top. Yeah, that is the loss of a legend. Absolutely. I'll let you. I'll let you kick that because you're a you're a football coach <laughs> and a player. I'll let you. I'll let you kick it off, man. Yeah, we we lost over the weekend number fifty one from the Chicago Bears. And for the l- listening audience, if you don't know who number fifty one from the Chicago Bears. You're probably under the age of 45. <laughs> and uh, number 51 for the Chicago Bear was the one and only Dick Butkus, mm-hmm. who, uh, if I remember correctly, was a star at the University of Illinois yep. and then went on to play with the Chicago Bears and became the prototype me some bitch as a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. He was the guy that everybody ran away from <laughs> because he didn't care who you were. He would knock your damn head off when you could knock someone's damn head off. That's right. That's right. And uh, I think more than more than that, uh, after you know those days of playing in Chicago. He went on to become a relatively big star in Hollywood. Yep. He made a lot of movies uh, that he um, was in, and him being a football player um, gave him that acknowledgement that people would would give him that box office draw. And Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah, he was... um, he was a big Hollywood, uh, big Hollywood star for sure. 
Yeah, you know, yeah. and he, so, he played in a lot of series. You know, a lot of series on television. You you'd see him pop up as a character in some of the series. I I know he was on uh, Murder She Wrote several times. Mm-hmm. A lot of their episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, legend, legend yep. man. Back back when uh, you know uh, football was, you know, guys are coming, they're knocking you out, man. I mean, that was, <laughs> it ain't like what we seeing now. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, like you say, feared, man. Like you said, people did you didn't want to run toward that guy. Yep. And a lot of those great Chicago Bears teams with him, he was on a lot of those teams with Gail Sayers. And mm-hmm. I mean, that that's that's when football was, they say, it was a man's game. <laughs> it, it still was is a man's game. It's just that, that they've uh, they changed it a little bit to protect people because when I mean if right. you think about it when Dick Butkus was was playing you know the average offensive lineman may have been 230 pounds mm-hmm. you know and running backs were maybe 175 180 pounds yeah. you know now offensive defensive linemen they're 300 pounds running backs are 200 and some pounds and back then i don't even think they timed 40s and if they did time 40s they people would run like five 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 four mm-hmm. these guys now are running four three four four mm-hmm. now you got yep. somebody 275 pounds running a four four in a 40 yeah yep. and that big running that fast that's like being hit <laughs> by a damn dump truck <laughs> yeah yeah, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. The game has the game has definitely changed. Like you said, they are they are protecting people more. But man, I, whew, man, you you see some hits back then, man. That they folks got laid out, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Night train <laughs> lane. Yeah, woo. Deacon Jones and all that. I mean, <laughs> man, you, you getting hit by some of these guys, but. Uh, I mean, he was the gold standard, I think, for, you know, you're a middle linebacker. It's like Dick Buckus was the uh, was the guy that, you know, hey, he's the gold standard, as as a lot of people would say. Yeah. Um, and I, you remember the old uh, the longest yard? Yes. <laughs> the longest yard. Uh, that is one of my one of my movies I love to watch, man, just because it's it's some of it is just so funny, man. But oh, yeah. Yeah. He was in that. But yeah. Legend. Legend, man. Hall of Famer. Chicago Bear legend. So uh, we had to give him his props. Rest in peace. Rest in power. Number 51, Dick Buckus. 51, Dick Buckus. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, sir. All so, right, my friend. That's good. That was our that was our last topic for tonight. And uh, I've been watching, man. I was on Facebook the other day. I, I was scrolling through because my daughter had sent me something. I saw you had the Spyro Gyra album that you were <laughs> yeah. listening to. I saw that, and uh, so beside, what are you what are you listening to today? What are you what are you listening to? Uh, well, actually, close this, what are you listening to? Uh, actually, I was listening to Jackson Brown. Okay, okay. Yeah, listen, I was listening to the little Jackson Brown uh, earlier today. Okay, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, I picked that up and was running down the highway a little bit there. Okay, okay. I'm rocking down the highway there a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, rocking down the highway, doctor my and, eyes. And, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Sure enough, and as a matter of fact, nice. Lynn was Lynn was at a going by a couple of um, yard sales, and she texted me and said, "Hey, there's some albums over here. Is any of them that you like to get?" And I went. Oh, what are they? She goes, I don't know what they are. I said, well, who are the artists? (laughs) 
She goes, well, there's uh, Tracy Chapman. I said, is that the one with the car, like driving fast cars? Yeah, fast she goes, yeah. Car, I said, yeah. okay. I said, get that way. She said, how much yeah. should I pay for it? I said, I don't know, whatever, whatever you deal with. She said, okay. And then she uh, came back with a Peter Gabriel, did a oh, little, nice. sledge, little sledgehammer. Nice. And there was one other that she came across. I can't think of it right now. Um I just can't think of it right now. Uh, nice. It was somebody else that she just, man, they were selling selling some albums. I said, well, shoot, my turntable's back in action, and the yeah, records man. were pretty clean. Yeah, good. Clean. Hey, that's so, awesome, man. You know, that's awesome. I, I, yeah. I did put out the week before, did you see my Craftwork my uh, post? I did. I saw Craftwork, <laughs> and Trans Europe a, Express. Put a little bit on there. <laughs> Yeah, Trans Europe yeah. Express. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah nah, it's, that's all good stuff, man. That is all good stuff. Especially you got the vinyl. I mean, it's 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 a sound unlike no other. So, yep. yeah. So yeah, every, if I'm on Facebook, I'll scroll through. I'll, I'll see your post. I'm like, yeah, craft work. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed the Jackson Brown, but I saw the uh, Spiral Gyro the other day. And I think one day you had Asia on there. Yeah, I did. I did. Asia on there. Yeah, actually, I have two. I have two LPs of Asia. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have two. I have one Alex found. He was. Uh, I want to say he was in. He was in Enid, Oklahoma, oh, Dance wow, Air okay. Force Base, and he and some yeah. buddies went went downtown and went into a vinyl shop. And said, there's any, I'm in a vinyl shop, or are there any albums that you would like me to get? And I said, well, if Stilly Dan's got Asia there, get Asia for me. And so he got it. And somewhere down the line, he either brought it home or he gave it to me. So the one that I posted on the Facebook page was a different Asia than the one that I had already found. Mm, and okay. I, I had forgotten that I had the original Asia, but this was the same. The the, okay. the um, markings were a little bit different. Okay, was it a remaster or an import? It, it, it may have been import? an it may have been an import. Okay, okay. Uh, but I've got two Steely Dan nice. Asia albums. You know, nice. so yeah, that's by far their one of their one of their best albums. And um, absolutely, just yeah. so happens that Steely Dan's going to be in Indianapolis tomorrow with the Eagles. Yeah, you missed out, man. You should have made the call. Oh, man. You know, uh, 500 bucks for a good seat. I just couldn't couldn't do it. And a guy, one of my friends that I talked with, he just just texted me right before we started. Yep. Yep. And he goes, my wife is giving giving away uh, or selling two Eagles tickets. And I said, well, how much, where are they and how much are they? And he sent me a little blurb just as we were just getting on. We were just talking to one yeah, another. Just started, yep, yep. And uh, the seats were right up front, not dead center, but on the side of the stage. Perfect area where I was going to buy them, buy tickets in the first place. Mm-hmm. And he said that she had just sold them to somebody at Ticketmasters. I went, damn. Bummer. 
Hey, I think just, you may get. They should have just gave them to me. <laughs> yeah, you may get another opportunity because a lot of these groups are touring now. They they seem to, you know, once they tour and they get a good reception, they may add additional dates. They may yeah. come back through town. You never know. <laughs> they added it. They added an extra night for uh, okay. for for them also. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they sold out real quick. So. Oh, hey, oh, well. legends, man. You got to see the legends while they're alive. I know, I know, I know. Don't remind me. You Don't know, they, me. I think, uh, who is it? Billy Joel had did his last show in Madison Square Garden. He he finished up. I think Elton John is done touring. Um, I, Madonna's going back. She's starting her tour again. I, w- I would go see Madonna. Hmm. I would go see Madonna. Just because of she's a legend, she's a legend. So I, I would go see her if, if she came to Denver. Yeah, uh, I miss Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie was here. Uh, him and Earth, Wind, and Fire had a show together, so I miss okay. that. And then uh, Janelle Monet was here. Oh, and, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, Janelle Monet was here. She was at Red Rocks, uh, the outdoor amphitheater here on the other side of Denver. But didn't hear about it till like what Janelle Monae was here missed it so mm. so so I'm trying to see a few people man um will when, when they pop through I keep my ear to the ground if I hear of somebody I try to see some of the legends man and some of the newcomers that I like uh, if I can see them but Janelle Monae is one of the acts I would love to see but mister mister all right then all right all righty well with that being said, I think we've had a good broadcast. We're, uh, yes, sir. we're still trying to have fun with this thing that we started a few <laughs> years ago. It's uh, about, the, what is this, 2013? Wow. We're, we're talking seven years now. Yeah, about six, seven years. Yeah, yeah six, seven years now. And uh, we're still enjoying it. And we'll continue to try to push out um, uh, topics that we think that are important to us and may be in important to our listening audience absolutely that's the way we do it with that being said (laughs) I'll be signing off by saying Chiliamo Dopo and I will say Sayonara until we meet again until we meet again the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation